Hello everyone, it's a late special, I didn't forget you, I've been busy, I've travelled to Wales, but I'm back to talk about something important, and not on my own, I have a guest, that is the point isn't it, but a very good guest, if you're joining us you can ask me questions as well, 20 seconds, this is coming, Easter Bunny, alright 15 seconds, Hello everyone, thank you for joining us, whether you're virtual, live, or listening to the replay on the podcast, I'm glad you're here. It feels like it's been a while, but I haven't been going anywhere, and I've been around online, I've been seeing things posted. If you're watching this right now, it's April 2023, and we've got an exciting time, we've got the upcoming president, Mayoroki, is going to shake things up. But talking about the state of where things are today, it's quite interesting. Our practices getting more progressive, more inclusive within the industry, or are we going back to our old ways? Are we abolishing the things that we've learned from the pandemic? Or as an industry, are we getting more and more responsible, more and more inclusive? And on that point, I want to talk about inclusivity in architecture, but also I think it's a really important time to celebrate people of color in architecture. And on that note, I am joined here with an awesome guest who set up an awesome organization, a blog. It's a really cool thing, which does a lot more than that, events and all this stuff. And they will explain it in much better detail than I did. But I've got the fantastic Savannah Williams from POC in Architecture. How are you? Hello. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, it's good that you're here. Now, Savannah, I know you from online, but maybe before we talk about what POC is and the kind of the wider topic, do you want to just tell us briefly about who you are, first of all? Who I am? Okay. Currently, I am an architect and I'm working in London. And I studied my part one in the University of Liverpool. So I had an experience of living up north. It was the first time living away from home, out of London. It was a good experience, but it was a lot less diverse than London, I'd say. But mm. it was a good all experience all the same. And then I worked for a year in practice in London in a small residential company, which was really nice. Got to learn from people because it was much smaller. And then I took yep. my part two in Westminster University, which was, it was nice to be back at home and be around my London friends and then also make new friends in London. That was nice. And then I got a job in London at Foster and Partners, where I still am. And I completed my part three at the end of last year, which was great. I finished Ooh. education. <laughs> well done you yeah. did it the hard slog part yeah, three the long well, seven year slog <laughs> even they the arb are thinking of shaking that up right now isn't it so it's this it, is true but you've got it you've done the main but I've thing got it. yeah you, even though it was long i actually feel like it's it does it makes you feel like you've completed something i feel like part one and part two is really exciting and it's enjoyable and you learn yourself as a designer and then part three gives you that extra layer of professionalism and UK regulations I know it sounds really boring but actually once you complete it you actually feel really proud of it 
So yeah, I think it's still valuable. And then aside that, I yeah set up a blog, as you said, talking architecture during my part two actually, and then. Recently, at the beginning of this year, I registered it as a community interest company. So, amazing! <laughs> I'll give you another round of applause, partly for the part three. Thank All these you. good things start as a blog, start as an initial mm. idea, and so POC in architecture. First of all, can you tell us what POC stands for and mm -hmm. where that came from? What is POC about? And yeah. uh, maybe just unpeel a little bit of what it's up to at the moment we can open the combo from there really yeah so the idea sprung to me actually after the george floyd's murder which was obviously in america and yeah. it was during the pandemic i was in the middle of doing the part two and i just felt a bit like helpless to the situation i can't really do anything about this it's a problem that we've obviously had for centuries racial issues and polarization and all these things and then i reflected on my own journey as a minority and architecture and thought how can I f fuse these two things together and I also started looking at like reports and statistics and the ARB had done a report on how many black architects we have and it was something like one percent and then yeah. I was looking at the RIBA education statistics and black students were the lowest number and also ended up being the lowest who would complete or pass so I thought why is this what's going on so I started this blog, which was basically initially to start representation within architecture. So the first aim was to post part two spinal projects, because I also felt that on other mainstream architectural online magazines, they weren't, there wasn't much representation basically. Yeah. So that's the initial starting point was the blog and to give representation and also do interviews with people of color in architecture as well. That's yeah. where it started. Yeah. A place Very for representation. Yeah, it is interesting. And I think it's important. And I think that I've been learning as well. We're all, as we go, whether employers are working in the industry, but I think half of it is also challenging what is currently accepted and what can be improved. So, for example, mm -hmm. uh, I think that when I came into architecture, long hours is just seen as a thing that's been accepted in. That's the old ways in terms of yeah. architecture. And there's a lot of talk about that as well as remuneration. Equally, I think giving opportunities to people mm. from backgrounds which are minorities, it can be due to financial reasons or mm. certain situations, it is still a big problem in architecture. Yeah. And I think that the part, we touched upon it, the part one, the part two, the part three route hasn't mm. been accessible from people from different backgrounds yeah. within the UK. Have you seen since you set up POC, you mentioned it was started as a blog, even in the last three years, tell us mm -hmm. a bit about your journey on that and what you've perhaps learned and been involved with, and maybe some things that can be celebrated as well. I'd love mm. to hear it. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that I've really enjoyed from doing this was after doing the blog. Uh, then came about the idea of doing a mentorship program so okay. getting part one primarily pri primarily part one students who are in their final year to basically bridge the gap between education and practice because if you don't see yourself in practice it can be quite hard to feel like it's attainable to you or to feel like oh when I leave university am I going to go into a practice and feel like I don't belong here this type of feeling doing the mentoring program gives representation but then also it allows students to have conversations with 
architects who either look like them or don't look like them. So it's about diversity and inclusion at the same time and integrating yeah. different people less and also having a collaborative kind of relationship between education and practice. And that's basically why, yeah, why I set it up really. And to give real life experiences, I even feel like for me, I didn't set this up so that I could personally gain from it, but I actually yeah. feel like having conversations with different people has been as rewarding. It has been really rewarding for me, really. So. Yeah, I'm sad. I've just put up a link on the bottom. And for our audio listeners, actually, I should say that you can see all this at www.pocinarchitecture.com. And you talked about mentoring, Savannah, and I agree. Mm -hmm. It's a two-way conversation, isn't it? Initially, I think people who are experienced, maybe they they don't have much time and they think, oh, I don't really have time to mentor someone. But mm. actually, you learn a lot when you do mentor someone. And actually, the mentee often gives you yeah. really valuable insight. And I think that it's very encouraging to when practices are starting to bring that Engage in. Exactly. And actually, one quick example is Accra Lowry work a lot with the local schools to do work experience, which isn't mm. necessarily cred credential like university course, but it actually gives them, gives these people like a bit of an insight into what it's like to yeah. work within an architecture practice. So I really applaud you on that. What I was going to say to you as well. So while I talking about inclusivity, uh, my my particular background, I came into architecture many years ago, and as a gay man myself, I didn't really feel like the industry was that progressive at mm -hmm. all. I didn't really want to talk about my situ situation. But in terms of people of color and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you talked about representation. Yeah. What are the kind of stories, Savannah, that you've heard before from people that you spoke to? Is it generally that they felt, for example, a case of that they're in the in the minority then or is it getting better at the moment i'd just love to hear a bit of insight on that from your perspective yeah i think sometimes for myself and also from peers as well who are of color it's that kind of you can get that imposter syndrome sometimes which is maybe you're not people are not looking at you as if you're out of place but it can feel like that sometimes it's hard to describe and then if you have no one to talk to about this that's like you you have it just in your head and it builds up yeah. <laughs> and you get self-conscious when actually maybe you don't need to be but then there are yeah. obviously cases where there might be slight discrimination within the office and sometimes you just don't feel comfortable talking to anybody about that because you think they might brush it off or they might not understand and that can be quite that can be quite difficult I think sometimes so I think also it, the mentoring gives an opportunity for you to maybe speak to an architect outside of say education because these can things can happen in university as well and have a conversation with somebody who's in the profession and get a perspective mm -hmm. on it and also maybe teach them that look this is how sometimes these things that are said can make someone like me feel yeah so yeah i think yeah. it's yeah imposter syndrome and just you know, i think representation is really important even like you're saying as a someone like yourself and someone like me you felt in some way that it wasn't that open as well so it can yeah. happen to females as well so it's the same thing i think in my part one i remember we were in a lecture and somebody asked the question to one of the very old white men that were on the stage do you think we have an issue with women and men in architecture and he said i don't see an issue here I yeah think there's, of enough, course. there's enough females in, in i don't see there's a problem <laughs> 
There you go. I, when you said earlier, I almost bit my tongue, but I think that's the old perception of architecture was that it's yeah. an old man, old white man's club where basically that was the way. And I do think it's changing, but you're right. We do yeah, constantly have to challenge the status quo and, and we're not alone actually. So what I was going to say to you is before mm. we are now doing this talk, it's a bit like blue Peter. I did do a poll on LinkedIn. <laughs> and now I know everyone's got a zoom with, in with a microscope, but it is live. <laughs> I'll put in the link now, but basically I asked everyone, do you agree that architecture is an inclusive industry to work within and 384 people have voted mm. and 63% of people slightly disagree or strongly, strongly disagree with the sentiment that architecture is an inclusive industry to work in. Now, now I'm not the best at maths, but 63% is a majority. And actually yeah. the biggest part of it. So most people said that they slightly disagree uh, followed by people strongly disagreeing. Yeah. And then people slightly agreed it's inclusive. And then the minority strongly ag agreed it's inclusive. So basically we all <laughs> feel that this is not an inclusive industry or that there's things that we can do better. Mm. But so I think there's a lot of work to do. Well, in terms of celebrating what we've done, what I would say is by the fact that I now see the POC, mm. right? The fact that we talked a bit earlier about the one to 100 podcast, which I think yeah. for anyone that hasn't checked them out is amazing. And they had seven graduates women of color, in their mm -hmm. words, and seekers of change. And it's quite cool because all of the ladies and women have yeah. grown, you know, yeah. in, in the time I've known them and they're going through their career. So it's very interesting. But where I'm getting it on the good note is I do feel like we, we are on the cusp of mm. making it more inclusive. And it's like a project where, if anything, the architecture industry, maybe it's, it's a house that mm. needs a bit of renovation but the potential is there the potential right? then it's getting love each year i feel like it's getting a bit more love so it's going in the right direction and even the mentoring thing 50 percent this year of my fully qualified architects have come from people coming forward themselves which is really okay. nice it's not me scouting them it's them saying oh i want to help i want to be involved in this so that's really positive as well very good i was yeah. going to say because I mean, if any architecture practice out there has not woken up to the benefits <laughs> of inclusivity across the studio, what I was going to say to you, have you learned anything that you talked about the mentoring, but aside from the mentoring, mm -hmm. has there been anything positive that you've also seen come out of uh, starting the POC in architecture? Is there anything that architecture practices could be doing to actively get better as well? Or maybe is there things that people can do as an employee and introduce mm. into their company to have a positive effect in your opinion, Savannah? I think, yeah, I think it, it could be good for companies to have, you know how when you join a company, you have like health and safety introduction mm. and do's and don'ts and all of these things. I think it would be good to have a diversity and inclusion aspect to that as well, just so that people are aware of things. Because sometimes, you know, people might say things and not realize what they're saying. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes. So I think if yeah. there was like a, as you have the training courses for different things in the workplace, that there is a diversity inclusion one that's to do with sex, gender, race, everything. I think that would yeah. be a really good way for practices to ensure that they're 
showing that they're trying to be, be more inclusive for when they do employ people that are minorities. I think that could be really helpful. And also collaborating with organizations like myself, or like we said, 101 podcast, Poor Collective, Black Females in Architecture, like collaborating with these organizations just makes the message even stronger, really. Yeah, very cool. And I think that's good productive advice for architecture mm. practices. So you should be listening and <laughs> writing all this stuff down. Now, when I talked about earlier my own experience, on one end, the scale, I was enjoying the architecture practice. But like you said, when you can't maybe talk about certain things or you don't feel like it's appropriate to, to mention them, I think it can be quite lonely, isn't it, in the mm. industry as well? And what I was going to say is that on the POC website, which I will bring up again, and people should check it out, you do have a forum. And, no, I do. The arch- and the Architecture Social has a forum as well. And I quite love these little hubs. You've got Instagram, which is in some senses a community. But maybe what would be cool to know is, so someone's out there and they're feeling a bit lost or on their own or whatever. How can they get involved in POC? Or have you, you started... Is there a way that people can kind of get involved in events and stuff? Yeah, so if you're wanting to be involved, if you become a member on POC and architecture, you will get any posts that I make on the website. You'll see those opportunities. And then also they can email me directly as well. So I would say those are the two ways. If you become a member, you stay in the loop. That's the best way. And then also there is a chat. If you're a member, you can literally start a chat and get a response that way as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I think that's important mm. because it can be incredibly lonely out there. And I think that was one of the blessings from the pandemic, wasn't it? Is that mm. we all learned that we can connect online and we had these interesting things pop up. But equally now, I think that people are looking for less the online, but in person. Yeah. And have you done any events yet or plan to have any mm. up and coming in the diary? At all? Yeah. So. In general, we operate online, but there is, apart from the mentoring, which you have one-on-one sessions, there's event-wise, we have the Pocky and Architecture Men- Mentoring Exhibition, which is in London. And last year we had it in June in the summer and it runs for one day. And this year we're going to have it in July the 8th. I haven't I haven't put it out there yet, but Ooh. July the 8th, pencil it in the diary. <laughs> so that will be a showing of all the students who were on the mentoring, their work, and they'll be music food drinks all these things and then i am also working on another event which will be in the winter but i won't give any spoilers just yet for that oh one. you keep you're <laughs> keeping everyone keen and on their toes yeah. you were born <laughs> to be there you, i give up my presenter role that is how you do it just a little taster that makes complete sense while we were talking what i was thinking is that there were a few different collectives online and i think maybe what would be cool right now is if me and you together brainstorm mm-hmm. a few ideas as of things that we know so when remember savannah just before we went live i was yeah. talking we were talking about different ones so the, some of the interesting collectives i've learned off that other people might not be aware of that people should investigate and check mm-hmm. out and join and get involved in is so one of them is muslim women in architecture so i met yeah. one of the ladies from them and it was on the tip of my tongue, Savannah. It's there. <laughs> so that's M-W-I-A. So very cool there. But we also talked about, before we went live, the Poor Collective. Yeah. With the dapper Sean, who set up this awesome thing as well. 
Now, mm-hmm. the Poor Collective, I do think it's worth people it's worth people checking out. And the Poor Collective, in essence, is set up by Sean. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the co-founders. The but co-founders, my understanding yeah. is that they speak to people from lower economic backgrounds, get them involved mm-hmm. in architecture practices. I think they work with one or two architecture practices as well. So it's along the lines of what you're doing, Savannah. They do well. a lot of like community work, which is really good as well. Like it's really nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is it. The, the, go be honest, the architecture industry is so big. There's not, there can be just one thing, right? Because we need yeah. <laughs> all these different awesome people like yourself doing all little bits here and there. And branch off and then one day everyone connects all the dots and yeah. it's great. <laughs> I think you're right. And here we go. So build the way internship and you've got things. Sean, shout out to your poor collective. I think it's awesome. I'm just going to put that up on line as well so the poor collective i really think is cool poc in architecture of course i think it's really cool. <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be here and i do think people should check it out the one to 100 podcast mm-hmm. another a really good resource that i think if no one has seen it is scale vlog by sana it's so cool have you okay, checked now the... you're teaching me something now i don't know about yeah that. have you checked out the scale blogs it's really cool sana set it up it's got some really nice awesome tutorial as functions she's done some amazing like workshops as well and mm-hmm. everyone can get involved so by definition my de- i think it's true inclusivity there's awesome stuff and events and really cool stuff and sana is very engaged online so shout mm-hmm. out you should check it the scale studio yeah, is the other bit i think i was thinking and she basically got loads of university students and they learned stuff together so it was yeah. really good. That's another one. Have I missed any, Savannah? That... Black Females in Architecture is another yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. So have we got the website for Black Females in Architecture? Let's see. Come on. Here we go. Let me bring it up. Amazing. Yeah. I haven't joined the newsletter. I need to do it. I'll just put up the link here <laughs> as well. Have you been at a... the paradigm also do a lot of things as oh, well? I don't yeah. know about paradigm. Paradigm, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Yes, um... I'm going to the first time to their talk tomorrow. So the mm. paradigm. So between that, I think that's a good rundown. I'm just looking at my emails there to see <laughs> if I can find it. So I'll bring up the link for that in a bit. But between that, those are mm. the really cool, inclusive, I guess you they started off as little projects, but they come into really awesome communities as well. The only other one as well that I, I think is really important is Architecture LGBT, which I think is amazing, wasn't around years ago. And I think they do some really cool, amazing events all the time. I think they're always in Fosters and Partners building as well, Savannah. So it's like... Yeah, we know, do have quite a big pride celebration here, which is really nice. I think last year we did some pavilions, which was lovely and colorful so yeah we do celebrate it you know, yeah exactly and you guys yeah. have got the model shop in fosters to do we it do. So <laughs> you do you do and the foster norman foster's done well he could spend a few pounds on that beautiful <laughs> float he can do it he can do it but i'm quite excited at the moment what i was going to say to you so with my Oroki as well joining the first he's very young president and as well mm-hmm. lovely guy he's um, lovely, you yeah. know and he's a black architect himself he was actually gone on from architecture into project management as well working in multidisciplinary are you excited for how things are going to shape up and stuff in the next year maybe a bit of a rummage or ruffle in the rabia headquarters 
I think he obviously have to answer to whatever boards and other people who are within the RIBA. But I think him personally, I think he he wants to really make a change to the RIBA and shake it up, not just for like diversity inclusion, but also yeah. like you said about how architecture is with the working hours and these type of things. So I'm hoping that the things that he's rooting for, he's able to actually make these changes. So I think it's really excited that he is coming into play and also. I think he, in general, is a really nice person because even during all his campaign and everything, he was a mentor of my first year of doing the mentorship program. So oh, really? To, yeah, and he's on it again this year. So it's really nice that he's still active with smaller communities and not just the picture that everyone sees. So I think it's a really positive thing, yeah. Fingers crossed. I hope so too. I was saying I'm tempted to run again for the ROBA Council. It's a lot of work, but... The, the associate seats, and then that's what I was going to say, because I think, though, okay, the ROBA is an old institution, mm -hmm. and like you said, maybe some things are set in their ways, but what a better chance to shake up the system than this year with Oki yeah. joining. And I think that as well as doing these new and awesome, amazing organizations such as POC and Architecture mm -hmm. LGBT, we've also got to look at changing the old institutions as exactly. well. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's both angles, isn't it? But mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's getting there. And I feel like I feel um, like I... it is, yeah. You think I feel, so? Yeah, I feel like there's a long way to go. I don't wanna I don't wanna make it sound like, oh, it's all roses and fairies, but I feel like it's not the same. Like I said, when I started architecture in part one and that lecturer said I didn't see an issue with females and then males in architecture. And then as I've come to complete my part three and set up this organization, I've had yeah people come to me and say oh I want to help so I think there has been a change but there's obviously more to do definitely there is more to do there is more to do well I mm. hear you as well what I was going to say is so I'll bring up the links and all this stuff again in a bit however I don't want it to be a two-way conversation I've asked you a lot of questions about POC okay we've done a bit of a, a mad list between us of cool things we've seen online me frantically looking at Chrome, but hopefully there's something out there for everyone that they can get involved with. But mm. do you have any questions or things that you'd like to ask me or you want mm. or to bring up, which is important to you as well? You have a very large platform yourself. And do you think you've seen a change in those joining your platform? I don't know if there's a way for you to really see that um, yeah. in terms uh, of people or... Yeah, the, what's interesting is how the websites change. So I get less mm -hmm. people involved in the community forum. And that's partly due to, I think, the trends, partly due to maybe my effort and energy on them. But I do mm -hmm. tend to think that the YouTube, the Spotify, all these things, which I don't really call community, I think of them as channels, but they're mm, getting I more agree. pop. They get more popular, they're getting bigger. And with that, yeah. I get to see the ages and so forth of. Mm. Um, what I quite like is so that the architecture social demographic is from 15 to 45 tends to be. That's so, quite wide. That's quite a wide range. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, it's quite close. I think it's something like now 55% men and 45% females. So I'm trying to swing oh, nice. it that way. But <laughs> I'm also maybe looking at the graphic design and stuff because it's quite mm. like hardcore black, white, yellow and all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. When I kind of like that, but I'm looking like to do sounds, more interior but, design yeah. and lighter and things. So hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> but I tell you what's been good for me is that I've recently 
expanded my team, which does the less of the social media cool stuff, which I'm trying to do, but also mm -hmm. the recruitment. But it's been really good to have a female that joined me so it's number two in the company so it's and it offers yeah, it's very important fun. because to me you can get blinkered eyes and stuff and it's really good to have different perspectives and i also yeah. saw you had a dog on there so i had a look yeah a... the dog adds a lot in terms of how do i say yeah i love dogs to bit. probably doesn't solve my problems business-wise but it's nice to have around the office and stuff. But I think that things have changed so much. The In terms of the theme of what's going on, I really didn't feel that certain things could change within the industry. Mm. It's slightly cynical sometimes. I, I I like to think of myself really, I can, I've spoken to a lot of people, so yeah, I'm used to humans and I'm being, you know, I'm slightly pessimistic about things, but I always try to be optimistic. <laughs> So I'm an optimistic pessimist, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're I'm realistic. Like, you're realistic. That's yeah, that's hope for the best, but don't be surprised if something comes in. However, I think that Mayuaroki getting elected was amazing. And I was involved mm. in that and I wanted to get involved in it. But I didn't genuinely didn't know that he would win. And he did. And I think that gives hope to things yeah. changing. And I love seeing stuff like POC and architecture popping up. And I mm. love seeing all these things happen. And I do think that the example I like to give the architecture social is while there is a business behind it, of course, mm. which pays the bills, pays for, for me to live, pays for me to expand the team and do cool mm. stuff. Equally, what I'd love in the architecture social is for it to be a bit of a fun palace, Cedric Price idea that people can do what they want, do crazy experiments. And yeah. I think that I like to see things get disrupted. So disrupting the election, I'm quite proud of. And I, I think it what, shows the strength. Yeah, it shows the strength in your platform and your organization, definitely. It doesn't you... come from me. It comes from people like yourself getting involved, getting on here. And it is community, mm. it's power, power in everyone. Yeah, it's and the power of the community, yeah. It totally is. It's a long way to go. And I'll tell yeah. you one like quick one. I someone invited me to an awards ceremony recently, which basically you got to pay to enter and all this stuff. Awards can be, and I've got to be careful what I say, but I want to say a <laughs> sham, so I'll say it. They're a bit of a sham sometimes, right? So I was invited to an awards ceremony, and then be, I sent in the application after being invited into it, and it wasn't good enough. And it got, and then I got redacted from the awards, which I was invited in. And I just think, you know, oh my goodness, I think that the awards are a bit of a sham. So maybe, maybe we do an architecture social awards, which is people don't enter the go in and it's voted by the people and it's yeah, an award why not? By, the <laughs> by the people for the people, you know? Yeah. Love that. <laughs> so if you're the year first, I know we were celebrating people of color and architecture, but you've also learned about Steve's crusade and wars with awards. That's the way. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> in support of it. I'm here for it. <laughs> that's what we can do. But maybe we can we can do something clever in there. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we kind of wind down the live stream? Uh, I think you have touched we've... everything. I would just encourage everyone to just be more inclusive in every realm <laughs> yes <laughs> like that, really. i think yeah i think we had a good little discussion here brilliant i'm excited for yeah more things to come and everybody listening i'd say just yeah if you can become a member of Pokemon architecture to stay up to date with our events and opportunities that are coming this year 
Ah, okay. Mm. I caught something then. So it's not POC, it's POC. Do you prefer POC or POC? So I, I say POC in architecture, yeah, but I, I don't mind if people say POC, but POC in architecture is how I refer to it, yeah. I got you. POC in architecture, <laughs> POC or POC, as long as you're involved, we're happy about it. Okay, <laughs> great. I'm going to bring up the website one last time before we go. David actually leaves a good little comment before we go where David Shepard says one of the issues is Bane. the use of collected labels, POC, BAME, LGBTIQA in order to gauge diversity. It leads to broad brush tokenism. True, David, that can happen. I think uh, something to keep in mind, we just challenge yeah. all this stuff, isn't it? I think as long as we're all talking about it and we're working through it together. Yeah. I think and even if each of these organizations that name them in a certain way could then come together, that's a nice way to collaborate. Yes, mm. I agree also. And David, you do have a point. I would also say, though, that even just getting a website or something is incredibly difficult online. And <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> sometimes you've got this weird thing. So like I was crazy when the architecture social was available, but architect social, someone is charging Lovely. a thousand pounds for. I'm not too precious about the label in that sense, but I know what you mean, David, as well. Yeah. In true inclusivity transcends labels. And I do agree. We just all have to tackle it together. Thank you so much for sharing that, David. And then actually, Savannah, thank you so much for being really honest, for having a great unscripted conversation, for <laughs> dealing with me as I've just come back from my little trip to Wales. I really appreciate it. And people should check out POC in architecture, people of color in architecture, POC in architecture. I'm going to bring up the <laughs> website one more time, which is www.pocinarchitecture.com. Thank you so much, Savannah. I'm going to end the live stream now. Give you a, a clap. Just before I do that, thank you so much to you people in the audience. Yes, I'm talking to you. Thank you for listening in. You are an absolute legend. And this is what keeps the architecture social going. And drop me a comment or a DM to let me know if you want any particular content that I should schedule something and maybe a bit risque. I don't mind. We can do it. Maybe you want to talk about something simple as well. But what I will be doing is also in the next couple of weeks, I will be doing one to one sessions on CEVs portfolios on LinkedIn. And if there's one thing that I do know is it's the right amount of pages in a CV, it will go on my tombstone. That's what I that's what people ask me all the time. So I'll be doing it live. But thank you, Savannah. I really appreciate thank it. I'm gonna end the live me. stream now. Take care, everyone. Stay on the stage though. Stay on the stage. <laughs>